Good afternoon. Welcome to Coffee and Conversation, a podcast brought to you by the Del Norte County Office of Education and Del Norte Unified School District. I am Jeff Harris, the Superintendent of Schools for Del Norte County. And this is the last podcast in a series that we've been doing as we've been introducing the community to the different job families we have in our classified workforce and having a conversation with our um, certificated staff as well. And if you recall, the, the purpose of all of this is that starting this Friday, which is November 19th, we are going to be opening up our portal so that everyone in our community can nominate a hero or heroes in education. Um, Over the past few years with COVID, we know that many of our staff um, have gone above and beyond uh, in servicing our students and servicing our schools to um, do what needed to be done. And we know that Really, I think it's time that we we recognize them in a in a community wide way. So, as I said, this is the last in our series uh, before we open that portal. And today we are talking to two classified staff members, Alex Gastineau and Hillary Fanning. Welcome. Thank you for having us. Hi. Thanks for having us. Nice to be here. So, um, just really quickly before we dive into it i know you were already interviewing each other out in the office while you're waiting (laughs) Uh, tell everybody what job you have in the district uh i am uh, a behavioral intervention assistant and i currently work out at mary peacock school elementary i work in a special needs kindergarten classroom it's an interesting job. Challenging, yeah. though. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I've definitely reached my step quota for the year. <laughs> Hillary? And I am the librarian at Redwood School. It's a K-8 through school. And that's a not a new position, but, but as a library tech, too, that's a newer position, right? Correct. Well, this yeah. is my first year. Yes, this is my first year there as a library tech. Correct. So, so we'll talk about that, because, Alex, this is your first year, too. In the school district, yeah, yes. Yeah. So, so tell us a little bit about your jobs. I mean, what what is it like when we hear a behavior intervention assistant, a BIA? Um, there aren't a ton of BIAs in the school district, but they serve a really, really, really important role in working with students. Right. And so, like, the behaviors that um, I help with... Um, in this, in my classroom, at least, with a behavioral intervention assistant, it's a lot of dealing with like more uh, hands-on as well as also verbal cues. Um, and BIAs tend to kind of just, you know, get in there and just try to figure it out. Um, it's really in the name name title. Like, I intervene with behaviors, <laughs> um, and I assist the students to help reach their ec- uh, their um, educational and social goals. So we read through their IEPs and understand what goals need to be met at this certain time. We try our best to help them reach those goals as well as also provide a safe and uh, learning experience in the classroom. And it's pretty structured. I mean, you, you're, you're implementing those behavioral plans that are put together, uh, working with the teacher, working with the um, the BITs and the behavior, the certified behavior interventionist, to to really, I think, assist students in in getting past behaviors that are holding them back in a lot of ways, right? Yeah, and so a lot of times we'll have like behavioral services come in, and we'll go over 
what has been working with the data mm -hmm. collection that has been happening. So uh, a lot of the times I'll be filling out what is uh, known as ABC sheets, uh, antecedent behavior and consequences mm -hmm. is what those uh, acronyms stand for. And um, with those, uh, we go over, figure out what's working, what's not working, and try to fix what's not working and continue to do what's what what is working. Yeah. It, it, it... At the outset, it sounds pretty, yeah. I'll say simple, but it's far from it. No, yeah. no. Um, so you're you're just hearing what um, I do, what I deal with, or what us other BIAs deal with is um, the actual brunt of the behaviors. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, IAs, they deal the same way as well. Um, it's just that uh, behavioral intervention assistance, we kind of, just have a little extra training right because we work really closely with uh behavioral services mm -hmm. and so with my training that i've uh done over the past few years um it's allowed me to work with different students with different levels of behavior and allowed me to broaden and adapt yeah. to different situations so talking about broadening and adapting hillary <laughs> The first time we met, you you weren't working for the school district. No, I was just a volunteer, and I believe I was a unicorn at the time. So, and I, I'm kind of a chameleon now. That's right. Well, I don't think there's anything as just a volunteer. Volunteers give up a lot of time. They put in a lot of work working for schools. So you're a library tech too. What? That's a relatively new position within the district, and you're new in the position. Um, so far, what has your job been like? Because it's vastly different than what Alex is doing. Completely. So um, it's super exciting because this is um, one of the first times where there's been a full-time librarian mm -hmm. at, at Redwood. So I get to be there all day and I see the entire student population. So um, they come to me uh, different classes on a regular weekly basis. But then I also get to see them um, at breaks and lunches and things like that, just, you know, individually. So it's really get, kind of bringing that library piece, which for a long time, and I know that there were, have been some good part-time librarians at, at oh, Redwood. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think Christy was yes. there before. She was, she was great. amazing. But um, in, in California as a whole, libraries kind of went away for a while. Um, our, our district, our county, kept them in, in certain ways at certain schools, um, but it really used to be reliant on the school. But having a library tech, too, is a relatively... Well, like I said, it's a new it's a newer job title, but now we have a library tech to it every school site. So how how has it been actually being able to get together with a whole team of library techs and have those conversations? So that's great because as a as the only librarian at Redwood, it's kind of a you know I don't really have anybody to touch bases with there. So then that's been nice to check in and um, get our questions answered. Everyone's having you know maybe similar problems, and then there are ones that have been. Um, you know, doing this for mm -hmm. a lot longer, so they can so they can help us, which is um, which has been um, a great relief. But <laughs> coming off of um, you know library that's been closed for a Eight, couple, yeah, months almost or, yeah. two years, and um, and it's just been amazing to see that you know the students are kind of hungry for mm -hmm. books, and to be that person that gets to open the door for them to to come in and um and you know and explore that has been very cool well you know so talking to you both to me i mean it appears it's it seems to be pretty evident that you both really enjoy the work that you're doing 
Mm. And, and that's cool. But into every life, a little rain must fall, right? What, what's the hardest part of your jobs? I would think the hardest part is um, sometimes uh, you see progress and you're like, you're so hopeful. Mm-hmm. And then a, a lot of the times you'll just like, it'll, it'll plateau. And so you just, you just kind of have to just really just work through it and just understand that um, uh, in my line of work, any amount of progress, regardless how small it is, mm-hmm. is a huge step. Like I just had a student today, nonverbal, reach out her hand and basically ask nonverbally for someone to share. It was huge. Oh, yeah. To someone else, it'd be like, okay, she's holding out her hand. The fact that she basically tried to ask. Right. She's communicating. Exactly. Yeah. And I was just like, recognize that and wrote it down and just be like, yes. <laughs> and so, you know, it's just understanding that you take the good with the bad. Right. Well, and, and I think too, when when you're dealing with behaviors like that, it, it's hard sometimes, especially with students that you've developed relationships with, not to take it personally if they regress a little bit or if they act out, right? Right. Uh, a great piece of advice that Ian Leonard taught me was the only behavior you can control is your own. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how they, they're going to react the way they want to react. It's how you react to that. Right. So if you keep calm, collect, and just understand that they're just trying to express themselves in a way that isn't acceptable at this point, mm-hmm. but I'm there to make sure they understand here's how we can express ourselves. Like I'll say, use your words. Or I I see that you're upset. Mm-hmm. Would you like to tell me about it? Or hey, let's go take a little break. Let's take some breathers. Let's do some breaths. And it's just that little bit of helping them understand. And when you can break through those behaviors and have them express themselves, you can see a change. Oh yeah. The fact that then they they just won't stop talking. You're just like, okay, cool. <laughs> now we need to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> And then you're just like, this is great. I love it. And um, yeah, I just live to see these uh, kids just flourish. Um, my first kid that I worked with, um, I haven't worked with him in forever, but mm-hmm. I hear he's doing so well. But it was because of the hard work that I and another uh, IA, IA and I, we just work so hard with him and he's just doing awesome. And oh, yeah. it's so Good to hear about that. Well, and, and I think rewarding. it's... Yeah, it is. Well, and I think it's cool, too. You said you're at the kindergarten level. Yeah. And and that early, that that prevention, early intervention, that, that preventing behaviors from emerging and intervening very early on, I think, really sets them up for success if it's done well. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. see it. Um, uh, a one student from last year, they, uh, they're, in a, they're fully included in their classroom. Mm-hmm completely different person doing great i'm so proud of them because it's like you know yeah they were hard to work with trust me but we persevered and we worked through it yeah what about you hillary what what's what's been the most challenging thing about your job so far so two of the most challenging things are actually two of the best things about the job. And one is, might seem silly, but um, remembering all of the students' names because there's how many 500 students at Redwood? Over 500 and, of them out Yes. And I only see them once a week. Right. And I don't want them to, you know, have their feelings hurt to not remember them. So so that's um, part of the challenge. But then the other thing that's so cool about it is I get to see all of the students at Redwood. So that's... <laughs> 
that's a plus. And then the other thing is um, trying to, there are students that are, you know, not requesting a specific book, but they might be asking for like, well, what might suit me? What's a, what's a good book? Mm -hmm. And which is, I love that. I'm all about making recommendations, but um, it's sometimes it's hard if they are, you know, maybe a reluctant reader or there's, you know, they can't find anything. So, so it is a challenge, but I love that. I want to be the person that finds a book or a series that they want to come in and get the next one, or they'll come back and return it. I finished this. You're right. It, it was a good book. And <laughs> it's like, that it makes my world, but there still is a little bit of pressure on making sure that I, I want to pick the right book for the right student. Yeah, well, and it's pretty cool when you see a kid just like click. That's the right? best. Yeah, it's a great feeling. Well, you know, I, I used to be a, um, uh, I was an English teacher, seventh and eighth grade English. And yeah, and for some of my kids, when we would actually uh, bring in the novel and, you know, we kind of rewrote our district's curriculum. And for some of our kids, it was the first time they'd ever actually had a novel because they were reading comic books or they were reading these kind of illustrated classics or whatever they were. Or heard a story all the way through, a it, novel all the way through. Exactly. Yeah. And, and or they listened a lot, you know, but to actually sit down and engage with a real chapter book and finish it, mm -hmm. I, I used that used to be a trick that I had. I would always do like the first book in a series because mm -hmm. when the kid said, oh, I like this. Hey, guess what? There's two more. Yes, exactly. <laughs> what? Right. <laughs> I would have students, I also taught seventh and eighth grade language arts, and, and then I would have the students that would come stomping into class, and oh, the only reason why I'm here is because I want to know what happened. <laughs> right. And I'm like, yes, I gotcha. The night before you leave that cliffhanger yes. and say, okay, close your books. Exactly. No. Yeah. Don't, and don't read ahead, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, so, you know, that brings up an interesting um topic, I think. And that's how you got into this. Because, you know, a lot of folks that I've talked with, some of our teachers started off as classified. You started off as a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> so so what was that? I think what, what yeah. got you to the point that you're at now? Right. So I taught for 12 years. And then I took a very long hiatus. And I kind of did things backwards. So I taught for 12 years and then I had a family and I was able to stay at home with my two kids. And during that time, I volunteered, I think, because like as a teacher, mm -hmm. I still wanted to kind of be out there. And um, so I started taking my daughter to the library for the public library for story time and the craft until eventually then the the library manager was like, do you just want to do this? <laughs> and so, um, yes, I do. So then I did that for six years every week. And I was doing the story and corresponding craft and um, and was able to have a little following. And then um, when my children started school, then I was in all of the, you know, in their classrooms and I would come into classrooms and do story and craft also. Still right. doing it at the library because I couldn't stay away from that. And, um, and then I, um, you know, found out that this position was open and, and realized, um, that maybe this is, has been my path this whole time. And the crazy thing is that the library now at Redwood is the classroom that I was teaching seventh and eighth grade language arts and drama in before I left to have my kids. And I still can't figure out like how that all happened, but I'm like, how does that not feel so just purposeful and right. I don't know. Oh yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. 
that that is so that's... it's been a strange journey and but i mean I've, it sounds very cliche i've always loved books and right. libraries completely and then to to be just leading in that direction the whole time without really knowing that is where as you say it's bizarre kind of where you end up yes. right right well just like alex we were talking before we started recording this your dad was on a podcast, uh, a high school teacher, and said, I never wanted to do education. This is a great <laughs> so, segue. So how did you get into this? <laughs> um, I never expected to be in education either. <laughs> but um, so I remember in the podcast, my dad mentioned that my grandmother was a teacher as well. But so it's a little, di- it's a different story for me because, yes, my grandmother on my dad's side was a teacher, but both grandparents on my mom's sides were teachers. And my mom's a teacher, and now my dad's a teacher. So I was just like... Maybe it's in my blood. So I thought I didn't really pursue it. So I I went to a bunch of different other jobs. And then like I left one job and I got to work for a company called New Dawn Support Services. And um, I worked with adults with uh, uh, developmental and mental disabilities. And then eventually I got kind of displaced. There was something that happened. And then um, my boss is just like, hey, um, how would you like to work? In the school district, as new as a new Don representative, because they need people, and so I said, "Sure, uh, let's give it a try," and that's what got me into that. Um, first student I worked with, which I mentioned earlier, right? Um, I just got down. There. It was preschool, so it's a lot of fun. You just play with toys all day. <laughs> um, so um, I just, I would tell my buddies, "It's like, what do you do for a living?" I get to play with toys all day, <laughs> and so um, I got down in there and I just started working with this kid. And then Ian was there, and he's just like, "He's gonna work out great." Yeah. And then eventually, I did that for about two years. It got to the point where Brooke started. Uh, requested me by name. Is he ready? Is he done? Is he done the work with this kid? And I'm like, hold up. I'm not. I'm not officially faded out yet. And then um, I st- started looking, and I took the BIA exam, mm-hmm. and um, I got a position over at Best Maxwell. And then um, I just like, I really need a full time position because you know, you know, even though we do this for the. For the kids, of course, we got to support ourselves as well. And so uh, then Brooke was like, if I can make a full-time position over at Mary Peacock, would you take it? And I said, in a heartbeat. And then eventually over summer school, it's like, here you go. Apply for that. I did. Did the interview. And then got the job that I'm doing now. So I've been doing this for about three years now. Right. Um, Just um, that's why when uh, you asked... uh, (laughs) Uh, how long have you been doing this? With the school district? Three months. <laughs> Without the school district? Two years. Yeah. And so, um, and it's just been a, it's been an awesome ride. I love doing the summer schools too. And It's a uh, different vibe, huh? It's oh, it's feel. so much yeah. chiller. I mean, you could just have a lot of fun during summer school. And um, you just kind of just, you know, send to the school. You've already worked out so many behaviors. And now it's time to have a little bit of fun. Right. Because you're not going to see them in three months. So and so this summer, the libraries will be having reading and craft time. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but and, yeah that's... and that would be totally fine. <laughs> I, I do it anyway. <laughs> and also, uh, a little side joke. My mom was really excited to have me uh, in the school district. And she was just like, I got my son to do it. Now i got to figure out how to get my daughter in here. <laughs> but my daughter lives uh, lives up in Oregon, so I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, my sister. Your sister. Sorry. 
Yeah, that's what. Well, but but you actually ended up teaching at the same school as your mom. Wait, well, I chose to. Because, oh, did you really? Because I knew a lot of people here. It was yeah. easy for me to, for me to acclimate. It's a funny thing when you work as a BIA and you help with uh, behaviors. A lot of their routines rub off on you, mm-hmm. so you have to have a routine as well. And so when you change environments, it kind of can mess with you a little bit. So I decided to stay with something more comfortable that allowed me to flourish as well. Would I go somewhere if I'm needed? Of course. But right, uh, right now I'm at Mary Peacock and I'm there to stay for a bit. So, so again, you know, kind of talking about segueing into that, there, there are a lot of different reasons for coming to work for the school district. And a lot of people think that, you know, it's overwhelming getting in because you have to go through that whole signing up for testing and then testing and then interviewing and then ranking and all that different thing. But aside from all that, what piece of advice, because you've both come here for different reasons from different backgrounds, what piece of advice would you give somebody if they said, you know, I'm thinking about going to work for the district what do you think? What What's that one thing? Because, you know, right now we've got over 100 job openings. Yeah, I've been trying to recruit my friends. Um, I just say uh, apply, take the exams, and be on the waiting list because um, that's what got me my full-time position. I took that one job that wasn't full-time, and I knew I, I knew the system, how it worked. You get the full-times, you kind of have to have an internal hire. So I said, I'm going to bite the bullet and take the part-time for a bit i know it's difficult for people because everyone's situation is different right but i can tell you it's probably been one of the best decisions that i made because it's such a rewarding process and um it's really worth the wait you know and also if you're not absolutely sure don't quit your second job so (laughs) well that's true yeah right i would say i mean definitely try you know you're not going to know if you you know if you're going to get in or get the job or if you're even going to like it unless you try so it's it's worth i would say it's just worth a shot yeah well and and i think the two of you are, are proof and you you've said it a couple times alex once you're in there are other options, right? Mm-hmm. You get to know the system a little bit more. You can test for different things. But so start someplace. So like start get somewhere. your foot in the door. And right. then, um, like you were saying, just you were able to learn, you, you know, meet a lot of people and learn about whatever environment you're in and maybe, you know, different positions or whatever you might be interested in. Because then you make connections with people and then yep. you have people help you out. Yeah. And yep. I would say it definitely helped, you know, volunteering beforehand. Just being, you know, on site and it helps you just get a little bit more familiar with the district and Mm -hmm. the population and things like that. And one thing I want to add that I've noticed with the school district that is different from any of the other jobs that I've noticed is that if you're willing to want to improve yourself as an employee, everyone around you is willing to help you. Mm -hmm. No one's going to try to hold you down because you're so good at your job. They want you to succeed and push you forward. So if you get your foot in the door, you're more likely to have a lot of people help you like achieve your edu- achieve your career goals right. than like working somewhere where it's just like, you're so good at what you want. I need you here. Well, and that's what I was going to ask. At what point are we going to be moving you toward that BCBA position? <laughs> I'm actually <laughs> going to be applying for the BIT position here soon. So good. that way good. I can be more of an umbrella. I didn't want to throw that out there. But since you brought it up, I'm going to start throwing <laughs> that out there. But yeah, I've uh, I've been wanting to work towards behavioral services and be more of an umbrella because I feel like I can provide more. Right. 
and you guys really need someone there and i yeah. feel like i can help with that so my last question for you hillary do you have any plans of going back into the classroom or do you like what you're doing now i i mean this right now is pretty perfect yeah and i have two relatively small children and um and it's been nice for me to be on um, at their school site and right. on their schedule and then I, I still get to see them actually both of their classes on wednesdays and it's like how great is that yeah. and i i just know for for me that um it um it just it works and i know how much work it is to have you know, 120 seventh and eighth grade students. Oh, and, yeah. and so I kind of get the best of both worlds because I still get to kind of plan little mini lessons and I get to read stories and interact with all of the, with all of the students. And then I don't have like the grades and the pressure and, <laughs> and all that. And they're all pretty happy to see me because I'm not assigning homework or any of those right. things. Yeah. So, I mean, it's the, it's, it's really perfect for me right now. And, and again, I think that's the cool thing, right? It, it's, finding exactly where you can be because we're a large enough organization. It's not like you get stuck in one thing. Right. There's a lot of things and, and, it, and it can fit your lifestyle. Right. And I cool. obviously missed the classroom because I am back in it. Found, I don't know the if I found in the exact I... <laughs> same one. Right. Classroom environments are great. Right. That's right. Well, Hey, you know what? We are at the end of our time and it goes really quickly. I want to thank you both. Uh, for joining us and for uh, being the wrap-up crew on our Heroes in Education series. Um, and even though you're both relatively new to mm. the district, that, you know what I'm going to tell you, I can't tell you, in in my opinion, all of our new staff, you included, are those Heroes in Education too, because our libraries wouldn't be open if it wasn't for all of our new library techs. Um, our students wouldn't have the services if it wasn't for our BIAs and other people that have been joining us, um, our IAs, our um, uh, food service folks, everybody else that's brand new to us this year. Um, I think our kids have more challenges now than they had before. And it's exacerbated, the COVID's exacerbated so many things. And if it wasn't for you and, and folks like you, um, we wouldn't have been able to even start this year. So thank you very much. Thank you. And, uh, We'll see you around. See you around. All right, good.